This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to episode 124 of Aviation Careers Podcast. My name is Carl Valeri, and I'm excited to be here today. We have a really cool episode coming up, and also uh, back to the new format of a weekly podcast. And uh, before we uh, actually start doing them them weekly, we want to get some feedback first. want to know when you'd like them to be released. So if you could, please go to aviationcareerspodcast.com slash vote and uh, tell us what day of the week you'd prefer to have this podcast released. Also, a little bit of feedback at the bottom of that page will uh, help us to uh, better serve you. Uh, that's been that survey there. AviationCareersPodcast.com slash vote in general. Uh, we always have surveys out there, so if you just click on that, you might find a new survey out there. Got a really cool episode here. Again, this is going to be uh, a half-hour episode. Uh, we're starting the new format, um, and then we'll be coming out with this uh, once a week. And as you can tell, again, today I'm here alone answering your questions, uh, but we have quite, uh, quite a bit of feedback. Uh, first of all, there's a shout-out I'd like to do. And, and by the way, if you have a shout-out, if somebody has accomplished something in their career, uh, don't be shy. Write into us at feedback at Aviation Careers Podcast. That's actually the preferred method uh, for you to actually send in emails uh, to, so that we can read that. And I can also filter out a lot of the personal information and also even some of the airline information. A lot of the airlines uh, don't want you mentioning their names, etc., cetera, uh, just to keep them out of trouble, uh, some privacy issues, etc. with the last names or the other issues. But if you want, leave a voicemail. And in general, you can leave a voicemail at Dip My Wings. The phone number is 347-699-4647. And actually, David Abbey, one of our listeners... Uh, actually sent us an email and said, hey, if you don't mind, I'll record a shout-out on your your voicemail line. He sometimes has to remind us that, that we have a voicemail line. Again, that's Dip My Wings. Remember, Dip My Wings, and you can give a shout-out, uh, make a suggestion, ask a question, uh, and uh, leave out some of the personal information. The front and the end, you can put the personal info, uh, but we uh, may play it here on the podcast. If you don't want it played, we won't. Uh, it's easier, again, for us to edit out personal information on the uh, feedback at Aviation Careers Podcast. Anyway, let's get started by listening to that uh, feedback and the shout-out from David Abbey. So let's go to that. Hello, Carl, Eric, Tom, Paul, and anyone else on the Aviation Careers Podcast. This is David Abbey from New York, and I'm just calling to give a big shout-out to my friend Joseph, a 23-year-old graduate from Jacksonville University who just this past week passed a check ride to be a pilot on the E-170-175 series for a major regional airline that will fly for the three major airlines. I'm real proud of him, and I know he listened to your podcast and was very focused on having an aviation career. So again, I just want to congratulate Joseph for taking that next step in his career aviation goal to become a major airline pilot. Thanks again for your podcast. Take care. Well, thanks for that uh, shout-out to Joe. And he, you know, one of the interesting things is one of the ways we get to meet people sometimes are at air shows and going to different career fairs, et cetera. And this individual actually was able to meet. And I remember in the email sent to me, 
from uh, from this individual. And, and by the way, congratulations. Wonderful job. It's uh, it's always fun to hear from people I've passed an airline uh training program but boy because it's so challenging and it's really an accomplishment to make it through an airline training program and we're going to talk more about that obviously in upcoming episodes about how to how to better get through those training programs we've talked about in the past but it's the first one is always the toughest one for you because you don't know what to expect Uh, but he did a great job there he did mention though that he wanted to not make the $2 million mistake in his career, and that's the reason he started moving forward at such a young age. He heard us talk about that in that one episode. Also, another thing is, uh, and again, thanks for the shout-out, and Dip My Wings is the line you can call into to, uh, you know, Send us some feedback, uh, voicemail, etc. You can actually text to us, too, on that line, uh, although it, uh, the, the best way to do it, if you want to have uh, audio quality uh, feedback, you, know, you can also record on your phone. You know, a lot of people are doing that these days, is sending messages, uh, audio messages, and that's actually how uh, Dave Abbey did this one. He, he recorded it, and then he sent it uh, over to, it at, to us after even recording it on the phone line. So pretty amazing technology these days. Uh, in the airlines, we're using that technology for communications and moving forward is pretty pretty interesting stuff, and we'll talk about that in another episode. Uh, also, another thing I want to bring your attention to is our the next uh, announcement. Uh, we're going to start trying to add uh, some announcements as far as different people hiring and those type of things. But I thought this was kind of an interesting article, and all these articles I'll be posting on Aviation Careers Podcast on Facebook. So. Facebook.com slash Aviation Careers Podcast, uh, you can find uh, this actual article. And it comes from Commute Air. So let me just read this over, kind of give you a feel of what's going on in the industry right now. It's a press release from Commute Air. Uh, Commute Air announced a partnership with ATP flight schools to provide ATP graduate flight instructors a financially subsidized path to a pilot job at fast-growing Commute Air and the opportunity to enroll in the United Career Path Program at the end of the entry into Commute Air. The tuition reimbursement program allows instructors to have up to 11000 of their flight training costs paid for by Commute Air in exchange for agreeing to fly for Commute Air after earning the requisite number of flight hours. The uh, That Career Pathway Program, they call it the CPP. So the CPP provides qualified pilots with a direct path to United Airlines flight deck upon completing the necessary interview and testing, flight hours, and, of course, other normal requirements. Uh, You can actually find this information on our Facebook page. We'll have links to everything as far as the Career Path Program and this this article here. it's interesting, the, the, and it continues here, the combination of Commute Air ATP partnership and the United CPP provides ATP students with a defined path to a long-term commercial pilot career. Uh, Joel T. Raymond, the chief operating officer at Commute Air, commented that we, quote, have always valued ATP's high-quality students and instructors. With our new partnership, we look forward to welcoming even more of them by easing their financial burden, helping them gain commercial experience, and offering them the opportunity to springboard to a united career. The tuition reimbursement program with ATP is part of Commuter's plan to address its hiring's demands. These needs have developed as Commuter executes plans to triple in size over the next two years, through the addition of 40 Embraer ERJ-145 aircraft. Uh, Those are 50-seat aircraft, by the way. He continues, The ATP partnership and the United CPP, Career Pathway Program, built on a foundation of commuters' industry-leading pay and benefits pilot package, includes up to 15,000 signing bonus, 
rapid position upgrades for qualified applicants, top-tier pay and benefits, including 401k match, and an unparalleled commuter policy, including paid commuter hotels. Uh, you can find out more information about us, again, uh, going to aviationcareerspodcast.com. Also, uh, uh, Facebook page, we're going to start posting more of these job opportunities, facebook.com slash aviationcareerspodcast. Kind of interesting. They have uh, commuter has, you know, they fly United Express, and uh, they have bases all over, like Newark and Dulles. I should say in Newark and Dulles. That's where they have bases, not all over. But uh, they have over uh, 900 employees. It's a smaller airline, but uh, has that kind of a personalized approach, but a great place to uh, move up quickly. They uh, fly the uh, Q200s and 300s, and now, of course, they're flying the uh, ERJ145s. Again, you can find that at facebook.com slash podcast. Well, let's go uh, move on to the next section is uh, your questions answered. And our first uh, one comes in says, Hi, Carl. I've been listening to your podcast for a long time and love your story. Going through the same kind of thing now in information technology, I have a good career going but feel the pull towards flying for a living. Your podcast is one of the things that keep me going and motivated, so I just want to give you my thanks. I wanted to send you a note to see if you could give some insight to my plan. I'm 35, a wife, two kids, and have a six-figure salary in IT and soul search for years and decided recently to go the flying route. I'm at 215 hours and working towards my commercial and then CFI and plan to change my career at that point and instruct until I get 1,500 hours. Just wanted to know what you think about this plan. I also wanted to know where in the plan I should fit in the multi-engine. Should I go for it before the commercial, in between the commercial and CFI, or after I get to CFI? Using my income, I have now to get it or wait and get it while I'm a CFI. Uh, one of the things that I'm a big proponent of, great questions, and uh, I know what you're going through, but you're in a situation where you're making money and you're able to pay for your certificates. I'm a big fan of, of moving forward, and even though you're making that money, but moving forward and, and making money in aviation as quickly as you can. No matter how much money you make, it doesn't matter. You want to move into the field of making money as quick as possible. So I'd get the CFI, uh, start instructing, and move on to uh, actually getting your multi-engine soon after that. If you can get the ratings done as quick as possible, that's that's a, a goal. Number one goal, get the CFI. Number two goal, go ahead and get that multi-engine as fast as possible. If you can do it all at once, that'd be great. For instance, if you have an opportunity to get it done within a week after you get your CFI, I'd go for it. Uh, as far as the commercial and the multi-engine, that is actually something that, uh, again, if you have the money, that's good to do. That's what I did. I actually went out and had, got my multi-engine rating. I got my private I didn't even have uh, an instrument rating, so I flew a multi-engine aircraft VFR because uh, I had the cash to do it at the time. I was also in information technology, and uh, it's a great path to go to build multi-engine time if you can. But again, in general in life, you want to get to the point where your job is paying for your career and you're getting paid to do what you love. Uh, so, yes, I would get the multi as fast as you can, as far as a multi-CFI as fast as you can. And, again, I reiterate this from other podcasts that I've done. You need to have that multi-engine time to get hired. I know the minimums have come down, of course. But if you have your multi-engine commercial and your multi-engine CFI, you can, for most of the time, be an instructor and log that multi-time 
And I think that would be a good idea. So again, thanks for the question. I hear you about moving on. I want to comment a little bit about that before we move to the next question. Leaving a six-figure income for a flying career. Of course, I've done that, and uh, and it's I've had multiple careers, as people know. I've been a bit of an entrepreneur. I hate to use that term, but I'm starting to get warm up to it. I'm more of an opportunist, and and have built uh, quite a few different businesses, uh, both in the computer field and also in international food trading. One of the things that I found is it's not just the money; uh, it's also having fun going to work. So let's talk a little bit about that. Number one. Uh, making that leap when I did that, I will say when I left that six-figure income, the people around me were looking at me like, man, I wish I could do that. That is so wonderful that you're doing that. And they, they're kind of envious, but I told them, listen, don't be envious, just do it. If you there's something you want to do, no matter what it is in your career and in your life, make the jump. Move into something you really, really love to do uh, in your career or in your life. Uh, just plan. And make sure you, you can do that financially and and do it responsibly, but move forward and and look at and be practical. Look at what you're really gonna make. Because you know, I like how you say six figure income. You're not gonna make six figures as a pilot, an airline pilot for the first few years. And and again, give yourself some time. Give yourself five to ten years to get to your ultimate goal in aviation. So if you can stick it out and and say to yourself, I'm not going to make that six-figure income till another five to ten years down the road, I think it would be much more satisfying than uh, if you think right away you're going to make that kind of income. I get a lot of feedback from people, especially when I was a union representative. They were sold this, the fact that, yeah, you're going to make six figures as an airline pilot. Well, of course you are, but it's not going to happen right away. The thing they don't tell you is the timeline. People kind of they, they, they forget to tell you, yeah, the salaries are good, but they're not, they get better as you move on. So if you're leaving a six-figure income to move on to an aviation career, do it because you love the career. And when you make it to the to the legacies, to the majors, and you're flying a larger airplane, you will make that six-figure income, and you'll have a lot of fun doing it. And that's one of the things that's awesome in life is doing something you really love to do and making money doing it. That's two, two things that are really, really cool. Anyway, thanks for that question. I appreciate it. Moving on to the next uh, question, it says, Hello, I recently started listening to your podcast, and it's been very helpful. Thank you. Next week, I will have an interview for an $80,000 scholarship. I have a passion for airplanes, but I don't know how I should approach the interview. I just turned 20 years old last week, and I'd appreciate some feedback as soon as possible. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that. That actually came a, a couple weeks ago. Unfortunately, gosh, I wish I could answer everybody's emails and, and voicemails at all times, but we get so many in at, at once. Uh, if you want, we've set up uh, the coaching. If you want to talk about getting ready for that interview, again, you can sign up for the coaching at aviationcareerspodcast.com slash coaching. We, uh, we do interview prep for just about everything. Uh, and, again, my background, I've owned a computer consulting firm uh, where I actually helped people uh, place people. And one of the, the big parts of doing that was actually helping them get through the interview process within the computer field. And also, of course, I spent many years as a representative with the union uh, helping people interview. So if you need help there, just let me know. But good luck with that. Uh, and uh, I really hope you do are able to get that scholarship. That's wonderful that there uh, that opportunity is out there, and there's so many out there. Uh, again, go to aviationcareerspodcast.com slash scholarships, and you can actually find that one out there. Uh, so appreciate the feedback. Love to hear how that went for you. Uh, 
One of the things, by the way, just a, another note there, one of the most important things about these scholarships uh, in general is I'm finding a lot of feedback from the people that are, are receiving applicants from the, for the scholarships. They, they, they sometimes don't get a feel for your passion for aviation and, and for your passion uh, for this field and for flying in general. One of the things you need to do is try so hard to tell people why you want to do this. It's not so much needs-based a lot of times, the scholarships. It's how excited you are about this career field and about this path. So make sure that comes across in your interview and make sure that comes across in your letters and your resume. Okay, moving on to the next question. Uh, starts with, uh, let me start by giving you a brief uh, background before my questions. Uh, I'm 35, a wife and two young children. I earned my private pilot certificate at 17, but for various reasons never flew after. Five years ago, I was hired as a flight attendant at a major airline. Recently, I asked an FO, first officer, at my airline what it takes to get from where I am to where he is, and he directed me to an accelerated flight school. He also mentioned that now is the best time to get in and to not waste time. First of all, the best time to get into any, any career that you want to do is right now, no matter what it is. Uh, it, it's interesting that you hear those comments during the good times. This is the best time to get into aviation. It's always the best time to get into aviation if it's something you want to do. Just realize that right now they're hiring, and in times when there's a downtime, nobody will be hiring. So if you want to do something, the best time to get into it is right now. When you postpone for decade, two decades, your earnings potential, no matter what field you go into, uh, will be diminished because you may not have the background, you won't have the, the requirements for the training, etc., even during bad times, I've seen this happen over and over again. People get into aviation during good times. They get out during bad times. When the good times happen again, they don't have the requirements. They start all over, and they keep missing the wave of hiring. So uh, so just, again, you have to change your path a little bit, but it's always a good time to get in. I know what he's trying to say. His hiring is just crazy right now. Uh, everybody's hiring, and we talked about this pilot shortage years ago, and it's been it's been an issue for many years. It's just now really, really, really starting to hit. Anyway, he continues. I spent the past two months researching and interviewing FBOs and accelerated programs. I ended up choosing an accelerated program that offers two different paths: a 40-hour multi-engine program or a 100-hour multi-engine program. There's a lot of feedback in the online forums regarding the multi-engine time, but most of it is a year or more old. Most people direct others towards the 100-hour multi-engine track because it looks better, quote-unquote, to the airlines. On the other hand, others say, get it done as quickly as possible because regionals are hiring. As you've said yourself, anyone with a, with a pulse, the cost difference between the 100 multi-engine and the 40 multi-engine programs is $10,000. That's a big deal to me. Ended up using the, uh, choosing the 40-engine multi-engine track and start in late February. My question to you is really to clear up the difference of opinion regarding how important the extra 60 hours are. Additionally, my two options for the time building are working as a CFI at a, C at a scenic uh, tour operator doing uh, tours, and the later could potentially give me a ton of multi-engine time as a flyball single multi-engine aircraft. In other words, he's going to do the CFI, multi-I, and, and work as a multi-instructor. Would it be safe to say that I would build more multi-engine hours as a CFI? It looks like many of the regionals are requiring as little as 50-hour multi-engine. Um, 
So a quick reference to those questions. Well, number one, will taking the 40-engine multi-engine path multi-engine path lessen my chances of being hired at a regional airline? No, but of course, having multi-engine is important. And uh, it's interesting that 40-hour, there's a lot of people who have a 50-hour minimum out there, as long as you have a plan to build that multi-engine time. Is it safe to say that I will gain more multi-engine time as a CFI? Interesting question, and that, I have to say, depends. Depends on your flight school. If they don't have a multi-engine aircraft, then no. If they have many multi-engine aircraft, I'd say yes. Uh, I see this happen often at smaller schools where there's one multi-engine plane, and they say that you're going to build multi-time, and then they pull that twin offline. So if the school has a few multi-engine aircraft, and there's lots of opportunities to do instruction on your field because there's people that own multi-engine aircraft, then yeah, I would get the 40 engine, 40 hours. You said cost is an issue. Jump in there and start instructing. But get that multi-instructor certificate as soon as you can. Uh, again, we're in a, a case where people are really, really hiring. Uh, and multi-engine time isn't quite as important, but I tell you what, I'm you know I look at resumes, I see somebody with you know 500 hours multi and somebody with 50 hours of multi. I'm probably gonna look at the person with the 500 hours of multi. There's other extenuating circumstances, of course, but hours are hours are hours. Uh, anyway, number three, it says, what else can I do after my training is over and make myself more appealing to airlines? And my degree is in economics. I don't belong to any organizations or clubs right now. I'm pretty much just a full-time dad when I'm not working. However, I'm highly motivated and willing to do just about anything to get to where I need to be. Thank you for taking the time to produce the great podcast. It has provided me with some very valuable information. I will also be checking out your scholarships guide. Thank you for that as well. Well, the other things that you can do to set yourself apart from other people uh, and applications, because one of the things I do, boom, 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 I look at all the, the requirements, all right? You've got this, you have the multi-engine, you have all your requirements on your resume. That's what I'm doing real quick when I'm scanning your resume. The other thing my, I do, my eyes and a lot of other people do the same thing, I sometimes drop to the bottom right way, and I look at what are the other activities you have, or in the middle if you have other activities that you've been involved with in life, or you've had some interesting jobs. I want to see what type of person you are and, and if you're well-rounded. A degree in economics, pretty cool. That's uh, interesting. It makes you a little more well-rounded. makes you understand the airline a little bit better and the economics of an airline. Uh, but also, I'd highly recommend joining maybe organizations if you know if you don't have the, the money, because, boy, I tell you what, organizational membership can get pretty expensive after a while. Uh, you know, look at the ones that, that might help you. Look at things like uh, Women in Aviation, uh, OBAP, the Organization of Black Airline Pilots, all the different organizations that are out there. The Experimental Aircraft Association, AOPA, they all have some career opportunities out there. But look at organizations that will be helpful to you also, and look at things that the airlines are are members of also. For instance, let's go, uh, you know, the recruiters at the airline. Let's look at, uh, there's a lot of times two different type of people at the airlines. There's the GA people, and then there's the military people. If you're involved in any type of a military program, Civil Air Patrol, uh, you've been, you know, in the reserves, et cetera, that helps uh, in that conversation that you have with that recruiter. Also, if you're involved in Experimental Aircraft Association, AOPA, all these different alphabet aviation groups, you, you love to go to air shows, mention that. You know, mention that that you, you are more well-rounded as far as an individual and you do love aviation because that's what we're looking for. We want to know that you're, you really like what you're doing and you're going to stick with this, uh, this, this career path. 
So really, one of the things that I think that you need to do is is look at those opportunities. Look at the memberships and, and look at joining some of those. Uh, there's a lot of uh, women in aviation, especially with their careers, uh, programs and their, and their seminars. Awesome. Awesome organization. Uh, so definitely look towards that. Anyway, great questions uh, as far as, again, going back to the multi-engine question. It gets asked a lot. Uh, yes, of course, more multi-engine time is better. But uh, right now, you need to build time as quickly as possible. And seeing that money is an issue, get yourself into a situation where you can actually start building time, multi-engine, and get paid while you're building time. That's the most important right here. Uh, because if, if you had a, a bunch of cash in the bank, it'd be a different story. But right now, you know, you know the, this is an expense for you. So be careful uh, with how you spend that money and make sure that you have spent it wisely. Spending it wisely uh, would mean, yes, getting those, those uh, certificates. I think you're doing the right thing through the 40-engine program, 40-multi-engine program, just like you said, based on your economic situation. So I would go for it. Get the uh, multi-CFI move forward. Thanks for the question. Moving on to the next one. Uh, it's uh, from somebody from Zambia. It says, I'm Zambian and I have been pursuing the dream of aviation since I was a little boy. I'm 19 years old and I read the, uh, that international applicant, applicants excuse me, are not allowed to register for the scholarships program. In my home country, there are no scholarships programs for aviation. All programs are international. What if I could apply later after my training? Can I work anywhere in the world? So uh, in this question here, this is actually sent in a message. Uh, he's asking about the international scholarships. Yeah, there's a lot of scholarships out there. Uh, some are trying to be uh, focused more on, quote, unquote, international applicants. There's a lot of training that goes on here in the U.S. Most of ours, obviously, since I'm based in the U.S. and uh, are U.S.-based, and they are for people that are going to do their training here, but I have more and more uh, moved into the scholarships guide that are international. Uh, one of the things that also uh, is going on is there's organizations trying to make scholarships available uh, that are here in the U.S. and other places, of course, other countries in the world, for those countries that don't have scholarships available. And uh, that's actually uh, been a, a work in progress, and there's a few out there, but they're uh, – they're a little bit tougher to find, and that's why we're trying to put, find those and put those in the scholarships guide. But, uh, yeah, it's also uh, talking about uh, applying later during your training. If you do your training in a country, say, in, in Great Britain, in Australia, U.S., Canada, et cetera, there, there are scholarships in those countries uh, that are available, and you can apply for those a lot of times if you're accepted and you're an international student, but you aren't necessarily uh, you know, a citizen of that country. So make sure you look for those. They are out there. Uh, so it is a challenge, I understand, but they are out there. Uh, anyway, moving forward here on our next, I think our last question here, it comes in, says, I recently discovered your podcast, and I enjoy listening to it at work, mainly because I'm not happy with what I'm doing. I was an aviation major in college and got hired after graduating to make terminal procedures, you know, like approach plates, SID stars, for the U.S. military. The company I worked for was pretty awesome and made sitting at a desk all day worth it. Unfortunately, we successfully completed the contract and the entire team got laid off. Ironic, isn't it? That sure is. You know, it's interesting how that happens when you're hired as a team to develop something and you finish it. You know, now it's just in maintenance mode, so much of the team has to move on. He continues, I ended up getting hired by our competitor, and while the pay is better, it's not a place I want to stay with, even though it's a large company. 
I've been encouraged by one of my old teachers in college to get my master's in aviation safety as it has opened a lot of doors for him. And by the way, aviation safety uh, and claims manager uh, Ben Goodhart, he was in episode 73. If you want to listen to that, that's an interesting episode, a real fascinating individual. So go to episode 73 and listen to that. It's in iTunes or you can look at past episodes online uh, to Talk a little or learn a little bit more about aviation safety and, and uh, what a claims manager do, does, and also the aviation safety masters and doctorate in general, or a safety masters and doctorate in general, I should say. Uh, he continues with his question I am currently looking at one school in state that is pretty cheap. They also have a GIS, which is a, a Geographic Information Services Certificate Program, which I'm interested in as the approach plate making industry is GIS related using. GIS programs, and would make a good backup option. Would you recommend someone leaving their job to do this? I would be able to do it with little or no student loan debt. 22, excuse me, I'm 24 and have 300 total time and have the following certificate, excuse me, commercial pilot, single multi-engine airplane, instrument airplane, rotocraft gyroplane, advanced instrument and ground instructor, remote pilot, SUAS, and at some point in my life, I want to get my CFI. I appreciate any help. I'd be happy to talk about the approach plate-making industry if you would like. I'd love to have you on uh, and talk a little bit about the approach plate-making industry uh, and you know the jobs that are involved there. Uh, and also just in general, if uh, not just for this podcast, for, for uh, Stuck Mike Avcast. So uh, if you could you know, write us back, feedback at Aviation Careers Podcast. And, and if you are somebody in a career field uh, that want to, other than we, we talk so much about piloting jobs, but other fields like flight attendants, et cetera, and want to be interviewed and think that you could help somebody on this podcast, please write us. We'd like to do a short interview or a long interview with you if you have a lot of information and, uh, and share your knowledge and share your experience. I think it would really be helpful. So yes, I would like to do that. Going back uh, to, to your question, this is, this is a tough question. Would you recommend someone leaving their job uh, to do this, to move on to a, a career and also to move on to um, a, a career program and a program, say, in a college the answer is it really depends. I mean, there's a lot more information that we'd have to get a little more granular about as far as your specific situation. Uh, in general, I'm usually wary about leaving a job until you have a definitive plan before leaving any job and a definitive plan as to what you're going to do with your career and how you're going to pay your bills. Little advice, I've opened a few businesses, been partner in a few businesses, and uh, I someone told me this many, many years ago, and he, he built a really successful restaurant chain. He was one of my, my first mentors in business, and he said to me, do this. When you're planning your career, when you're planning your business, double the time, double the money, and you probably will be successful. Didn't quite understand that. I thought it was really simple advice, uh, but he was right. You know, double the time, double the money, and uh, that you think it'll take you, and you definitely will get to your career goal or whatever other goal you have in, in aviation and business. Uh, you know, a lot of times we find that a lot of people, they run out of money or they run out of time when they're moving forward in a business and in a career. And uh, remember, look at yourself. Someone as a business. You are somebody that's going to be producing income. And uh, you are somebody that's going to be moving forward and building your business, your business being aviation. So uh, would you recommend someone leaving their job? Not unless you have a, have a definitive plan as to what you're going to do and how you're going to pay your bills. Uh, and uh, I think that's, that's a 
incredibly important. I think you need to do that. Uh, so a little more we can talk about, obviously. Uh, and uh, that's why a lot of times we do some personalized coaching. Uh, so if you have a plan and uh, you can move forward without worrying about paying the bills, I'd say yes, but I wouldn't move it forward until you actually do have that plan in place. Anyway, folks, that does it for this episode. I really appreciate everybody's questions. Again, you can go to feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Uh, also, our pick of the week, I forgot our pick of the week, is aviation is our Facebook page, Facebook uh, slash Aviation Careers Podcast, facebook.com slash Aviation Careers Podcast. I'm really trying to drive people to that page because we're going to try to put more and more uh, links to articles about aviation careers and links to uh, things like this, the Commute Air uh, press release that we, that we received. And, uh, and kind of start a discussion there on our Facebook page. Uh, and again, uh, it has to be something prescient. It has to be something that uh, this is a family podcast, so you know, no swearing, that type of thing, obviously. And uh, we'd really appreciate to hear from you. Again, don't forget about our, our phone in line. If you want to make a shout-out, write it to us at Feedback at Aviation Careers Podcast. Remember our phone number, Dip My Wings, 347-699-4647. And uh, remember, if you're thinking about moving on in your career, uh, you're making a six-figure income. You're making a good income, and you want to move forward. Do something today. Uh, do, take one small step in moving forward in your career, and I challenge you to do this. I want this step to be this. I want you to take the planning step. I want you to make one step towards planning, towards moving forward in your career. When I said double the time, double the money, have you written down your goals? Have you written down a budget? Do you know how much money you need every month? So think about that. If you're driving in your car, ponder that. Think about what it is you need to do to move forward in your career. What kind of step can you make today? What type of savings can you make today? What can you look towards as far as moving towards a, uh, a rating, moving towards a degree? And do that today. Take that step today. Take that right now. Appreciate you listening. We'll talk to you next episode. Safe flying. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although host or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. Music by Billy Wheeler. All rights reserved. <laughs>